You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Falato's Fantasy Corner here on the Big Blue View Radio Network. I am the host, Nick Falato, and we have hit that time of year, my friends, by apocalypse, by NATO. Assign it whatever moniker you want. A lot of good fantasy players are on by this week. We have the Vikings that are by, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Buffalo Bills, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jags, man, I know they are a terrible team. They went to London. They earned that win against Miami. And now Miami travels back and they have to play, which I don't believe has ever happened in the NFL. So that's definitely something to monitor. But the Jags still have some quality fantasy assets. James Robinson is one of the better running backs. Marvin Jones, a pretty solid wide receiver. And in these 12-team, three-wide receiver leagues, you're probably going to be stuck in some situations, especially if your team is pretty good and you had a lot of Bills and you had a lot of Cowboys and you had some Chargers and Vikings, all really good fantasy teams with a lot of fantasy assets. So you could be in a pinch here. So let's kind of dive into some of these fantasy players that could help bail you out and possibly get you a win this week despite the fact that half of your good players happen to be by luckily bye week happens now these teams will come back you'll have them back because I mean Josh Allen Justin Herbert Dak Prescott even Kirk Cousins that are all quarterbacks that are essential and there are quarterbacks in my opinion especially in one quarterback leagues that you can go to and look to and plug into your lineup and hopefully they allow you to you know earn a victory here Guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, I have him as my quarterback 17. Taylor Heineke, I have him as my quarterback 18. Justin Fields as my quarterback 14. And then I have Daniel Jones as my quarterback 16. I'm hoping he can use his legs a little bit more here. I'm not overly confident about someone like Daniel Jones, and I would have Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit higher. Garoppolo's dealing with that calf injury, and he's somebody who has started plenty of games where he was ostensibly healthy, and then he re-aggravated the injury and ended up just absolutely tanking your team. I think that's something that could possibly happen. Hopefully not. There is no Trey Lance in this game to kind of come in and take his job from him if that does end up happening. But I'm a little bit hesitant with these soft tissue injuries. Luckily, Garoppolo did not play against Arizona, and then he had a bye week, so he had a couple weeks to get healthy for that matchup. But I want to dive into these games, go over the over-unders that are important, and then talk about these players that can definitely help your team. Now, games to target for sure. Now, in this weird slate where a lot of people are by, and you're missing a lot of people, you may just want to go and attack those over-unders that are just juicy. And there's only two over-unders according to DraftKings Sportsbook that are over 50. And the best game by far is a 1 o'clock Eastern game, Kansas City Chiefs at the Tennessee Titans where the Chiefs are favored by four. And there's a 57.5 point over-under. That is massive. And that's because both of these defenses are absolutely horrendous at stopping opposing quarterbacks and opposing wide receivers. So that should be a really, really exciting game to watch. And the only other game that is over 50 points is the Detroit Lions. Lions go into the Rams 
51 point over under it's a revenge game for jared goff going back to los angeles it's a revenge game for matt stafford for the lions basically wasting the first majority part of his career i guess you could say now i say that tongue-in-cheek in jest obviously but let's be honest both of these quarterbacks want to prove something golf hey you got rid of me i want to come out but golf hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in the last two weeks and in this game the rams are favored by 16 points so you want to get pieces of that offense possibly if you are in a pinch players like van jefferson somebody i wouldn't necessarily entertain but he's out there a lot and he runs routes and he could catch a touchdown pass and it's going to be a difficult week for basically every fantasy manager out there so there's going to be some gross players that you may be forced to start so let's dive into some of these matchups and we'll start with none other than the carolina panthers and the new york football giants this is a 42 point over under with the carolina panthers going up to new york and they are favored Carolina Panthers that is by three points I think Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones are both quarterbacks that you can start in a pinch I mean there's not a lot of great quarterbacks on this slate other than all of the obvious ones the Patrick Mahomes Kyler Murray's Matt Stafford Lamar Jackson all those type of guys like I have Matt Ryan in my top 10 right now I have Ryan Tannehill in my top 10 I have Tua Tungabailoa in my top 10 I don't feel I don't really feel great about that that's just the current state of this week I have Sam Darnold at 11 actually and I don't think he's going to throw the football as much but he's going to pick his spots and we haven't seen this Giants defense rise to the occasion quite yet and the Carolina Panthers could have the ball quite often with the lack of protection that the Giants are going to be able to provide against this Phil Snow coached defense that's filled with just entirely too many playmakers for the Giants to account for so that's one thing I'm a little bit worried about on Daniel Jones's side I think he can make some things happen with his legs and then in garbage time but I kind I think this game could be competitive. Matt Rule came out. He said he's going to run the football. They're going to try to establish the run, and that is the identity that they want to impose on the Giants because Sam Darnold has been a little reckless with the football when he's asked to throw. So I like Chuba Hubbard. I have him as a running back one this week. I have him as a my 11th running back, and I think they're going to come out and try to really run the football. He's the one who benefits from that. Royce Freeman comes in, and he kind of Plays a little bit on third down, not all the third downs, but especially when they want six-man protections, when Patrick Graham starts bringing that nickel blitz that he loves to bring. And then I also think Devontae Booker is somebody who can be started. We saw him last week play almost every single down, and then, of course, he was vultured by Elijah Penny for that touchdown. Didn't do all that much, but did have more than 10 uh, full-point PPR points he had four targets and caught all four balls and I expect that to happen again in this game especially against this team that's going to bring some pressure they might keep him in the block a lot but there's going to be those little quick screens that Jason Garrett loves to dial up as well so I actually have Devontae Booker as a solid fantasy option this week and I don't necessarily think the game script's going to go in his way but I have him as a running back too I have him at 21 right now I would start him and and I wouldn't say I feel confident about it but in his bye week I think it's definitely a, a solid option. He's going to have the role, and there's not going to be any Saquon Barkley. DJ Moore, you're definitely going to start. Sterling Shepard, if he does play, which it looks like he's going to play, you're definitely going to start as well. There's not going to be any Terrace Marshall in this game, which is going to lead to more targets for Robbie Anderson, who was probably the most inefficient wide receiver in terms of how many targets he's received this season. But I think he can bounce back against the Giants. Kadarius Tony's out. Kenny Galladay's out. So in terms of all of these wide receivers for the Giants, they're all questionable. Every single one of them, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, John Ross, and then there's Dante Pettis, who's not questionable. The only one I feel confident in is Sterling Shepard if he plays. If Sterling Shepard does not play and Darius Slayton does, you can entertain it. 
just because of the bye weeks, but I don't necessarily want to go down that road, especially not with a soft tissue injury. And these tight ends, Evan Ingram is also questionable heading into this game. I have him ranked in my top 20. I don't necessarily want to start him, but you may be forced to. I would rather go with someone like Zach Ertz, Cole Komet, Mo Cox, Ricky Seals-Jones, Hunter Henry, but I do have Evan Ingram around that Ross Dwelly, Jonu Smith, CJ Uzama, Anthony Ferkser range of my rankings. He just hasn't risen to the occasion, and this defense is very very, very athletic. Jack Thompson is not going to play, who's a really, really fast and quick linebacker, but they have guys like Jeremy Chin, who is technically a safety, but aligns in the box, will man cover, and is one of the better young defensive players in the league. And as for the kickers, I actually think you can probably fire up both the kickers because this could be one of those gross games where there's just a bunch of field goals because the offenses are inefficient. So I think uh, that that's definitely an option, but definitely want to target kickers and higher over-under games like Matt Prater and, and, and players like that. Let's move on to the Jets, another New York team traveling to the New England Patriots. This over-under is not great at all. This is a 43-point over-under with the Patriots favored by 6.5. The Jets are coming off of their bye week. Can they figure it out? We already saw this matchup at MetLife Stadium earlier this season, and Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. It was not a great look for Zach Wilson, and this isn't a great Jets offense at all. This is a Jets offense that has struggled. The New England Offense is very conservative. They like to run the football. They're not going to necessarily put the ball in Mac Jones's hands. I mean, Mac Jones last week had 16 fantasy points against Dallas. He hit that deep pass to Kendrick Bourne, which was great. But other than that, he's just kind of keeping a lot of the passes within five yards of the line of scrimmage, 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, not pressing the ball downfield all that much. So in terms of fantasy players in this game, I love Damian Harris. I kind of like Ramondre Stevenson, and I have him ranked and I know that's two Patriot running backs. And the thing about Bill Belichick and these Patriot running backs, man, it could be Ramondre Stevenson 100%. Ramondre Stevenson could be inactive. So you got to monitor this in situation. And we all remember the Jonas Gray game against the Indianapolis Colts from several years ago where Jonas Gray came in and he scored four touchdowns. And then you basically never heard of the guy again. And that's well within the possibility for some of these Patriots running backs. But Damian Harris, since he is healthy now after that little chest injury, I have him ranked right now in the top 10. I have him at 10 versus the Jets. The Jets give up the most fantasy points to fantasy running backs. And then I have Ramondre Stevenson at 25. I think both of them could be sustainable fantasy assets in a game where there's not a lot of fantasy points, but there's going to be a lot of running and a team that can't stop the run. And then Michael Carter, I have him ranked, but I don't want to go down that route. You're hoping that he gets targeted a lot and Zach Wilson doesn't want to press the ball downfield and he's out there to catch passes and Ty Johnson doesn't eat into that. But I'm not necessarily running to start any Jets player at all in this game. I think Jacoby Myers on the Patriots side is someone you can start, but teams usually tend to get up on the Jets and they don't even end up throwing the football. I mean, in week two against the Jets. He had six targets, caught four of them for 38 yards. It's less than 10 points in a full-point PPR league. That's not necessarily great. One thing I will say about Jacoby Myers is the Patriots are making a concerted effort to get this guy his first touchdown. It's become a huge storyline that Jacoby Myers is a player who has never scored a touchdown. I mean, he has all this production and all these receptions, and he's, I believe, the most productive receiver in the National Football League to never score a touchdown. Last week he scored, got called back on penalty. The week before that, he was tackled at the one-yard line. So I think the Patriots and Josh McDaniels will draw a play to get him in the end zone if the opportunity warrants. I don't think they're going to force it, though, just for Jacoby Myers. So I think he's definitely somebody you can entertain. I have him as a high-end wide receiver three right now. I'm not 100% certain what's going on with Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder coming out of the bye week. 
Corey Davis is probably going to get the Bill Belichick clamps on him. I mean, against the Patriots earlier this season, he had five targets, caught two of them for eight yards, so I don't want to go down there. I think the slot could be productive. It's been Jamison Crowder's role since he's been healthy. Elijah Moore has been kicked outside, and he's not necessarily thrived. But coming out of the bye week, is that the way it's going to be? I question that, so I don't necessarily want to entertain any of those players. And as for the tight ends, Hunter Henry, I'm confident in him. He's been really, really productive, to be honest. He's had over 10 fantasy points in full point PPR leagues the last three weeks. He's caught three touchdowns in the last three weeks. He's lucky he caught one last week because he wasn't all that productive outside of that. But against the Jets, I think he he can get in the end zone again. The Jets aren't necessarily all that great against the tight end position. Jonu Smith, I, I don't want to start Jonu Smith, but I get it. He's an athletic tight end. And against the Jets in week two, he saw solid volume. He had five passes his way, caught four of them for 28 yards, didn't necessarily do all that much with him, think you can do better than John U. Smith. Like I said, I have Evan Ingram slightly above him in that cluster that I mentioned previously, and then Patriots defense fire them up, and then we have the exciting matchup of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans, 57 and a half point over-under, like I went over just before, with the Chiefs favored by four points in that game. Pat Mahomes, fire him up. Ryan Tannehill, fire him up. Love Ryan Tannehill's quarterback one this week. I know the production hasn't been there, but against the Chiefs, a team that can score points, and I know they're going to want to run the football. I still think Ryan Tannehill can get it done. Hopefully, he gets at least two passing touchdowns. Last week, he had a running touchdown, didn't throw a touchdown. It's a lot of Derrick Henry where they get near the goal line, and I understand how that kind of takes away from Tannehill's fantasy value, but I still, in this matchup, in a week where there's a lot of good quarterbacks out, I'm comfortable in one quarterback leagues, 12 team, maybe even 10 team, to roll Ryan Tannehill out there. Derrick Henry, love. Daryl Williams, love him as well. You're starting both those guys. Don't want to really go down the Jeremy McNichols or the Jarek McKinnon well. It seems like Henry and Williams are the two guys to own. McKinnon will, will get his snaps, his Fair share of snaps here and there, but it was Williams last week. He was a little bit inefficient, but he scored twice, and I think near the goal line, they're going to trust him. As for the tight ends, Travis Kelsey, obviously you're firing him up. Anthony Ferkser, if Julio Jones is in play, he could be interesting, but I'm talking about like tight end 19 type of interesting behind guys like Johnny Smith, behind guys like Evan Ingram. It's just, you know there's going to be a lot of fantasy production in this game. He could fall in the end zone, but at the same time, Jeff Swain, who almost scored last week, could fall into the end zone. Michael Pruitt can fall into the end zone. It's it's not necessarily something that I uh, I would love to entertain. As for these wide receivers, a lot of them are questionable. Julio, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, they're all questionable. They're all going to be started, I think. Julio Jones, maybe not as much, but A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill are going to be started if they play. Julio Jones, he was limited on Thursday's practice, which is good. It didn't seem like he was going to play earlier in the week, but now it's trending like he may. I think he can definitely entertain it. You just hope he doesn't get hurt. He hasn't really put a lot of great tape since he's been on the Tennessee Titans out there. Kansas City's defense, though, isn't great at all. Kansas City's defense gives up a lot of fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Tennessee's defense gives up even more fantasy points to the wide receiver position. But Julio Jones in these three receiver leagues, 12 team, you may be forced to start him. Nicole Hardman, I think, is somebody that you could also start in this game because Tennessee has been so bad and because Tyreek Hill is dinged up. We've seen Nicole Hardman recently, two weeks ago against the Bills, have double-digit targets. He had 12, caught 9 for 76. Last week, he had 62 yards on four catches. And you know he's just one missed tackle away from breaking a long touchdown. Now, I think he's obviously guys like Byron Pringle and Josh Gordon eat into him a little bit. Demarcus Robinson had a touchdown last week. But I think in those three receiver leagues, those deeper leagues, you can roll with someone like Nicole Hardman. I have him ranked in my top 35. And I'm not going to entertain any of these other Tennessee wide receivers. If Nicholas Westbrook-Akeen falls into the end zone, good for him. 
And as for the tight ends, I already went over that. As for the defenses, no, I don't really want any of these defenses. They are not good. Washington and Green Bay. Now, this is going to be a nice game for the Green Bay Packers. It's looking like a setup for that. And the Green Bay Packers are favored in this game by 848 point over under. So solid line right there. I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely a start. Taylor Heineke, I have him, I think, in my top 15. But I don't love it. It's just the current state of what's going on. I have him as my 18th, so not my, not the top 15. And he did not look great last week against Kansas City Chiefs. He didn't. And I think the Chiefs are also getting Chris Jones back this week, so that's not great news for for the uh, rushing attack or the passing of Tennessee. So something else to definitely look at. Aaron Jones, loving this game. Antonio Gibson has been dealing with his shin. He, he left part of last game, and he, he comes back. He's, his snaps have been going down because of this shin injury, which I believe is just going to be a pain tolerance thing for Gibson. So if, if he's active, you're going to start him. It's I think that's the way you're going to have to kind of go about this. But I really like J.D. McKissick this week, and I have him ranked not as high as Gibson, but I, I like what the opportunity in this game script where Green Bay is going to be scoring a lot of points. It's going to should be a lot of passing. Taylor Heineke is going to be dumping the football off. I think that someone like J.D. McKissick makes sense. You got to pick your spots with J.D. McKissick, right? He had two phenomenal games so far this season, last week being one of them. And then he's also had some clunkers out there. And I think this game, this game script could fit well for J.D. McKissick, especially in full point PPR leagues. I have McKissick right now ranked in my top 20. He's at 19. Antonio Gibson is slightly ahead of him at 16 if he is active for this matchup. And then for Green Bay, Aaron Jones, stardom, no question. I think you can even entertain A.J. Dillon. And I know that sounds crazy, but A.J. Dillon, he's had, in the last three weeks, two respectable fantasy outings. Last week, not as much at Chicago, but now he's home in a positive game script. I don't think the Packers coaching staff wants to just give Aaron Jones a bunch of fourth quarter carries grinding the clock out. That seems like more of an A.J. Dillon type of scenario where you're going to use him and also AJ Dillon he's not bad he's going to probably get 10 touches against a Washington defense that ranks near the bottom of the league and allowing fantasy points to the running back position so I think in this by apocalypse by NATO type of week you can roll AJ Dillon out there as a high-end running back three flex type of option hope he falls in the end zone he might not he doesn't have a rushing touchdown yet this season although he does have a passing touchdown and you could just hope that he finds a production against a defense that can't stop the run. So that, that's kind of where I'm at there. As for these wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, you're going to start. Devontae Adams, you're going to start. And I'm probably not going to entertain the Alan Lazard or the Randall Cobbs just because I don't know which player it's going to be. I do not have them ranked as of right now. Tight ends, love Ricky Seals-Jones. I have him over Bobby Tanyan because Robert Tanyan has just been a complete disappointment. But this could be a game where Robert Tanyan goes out and he just catches two touchdown passes. You don't know. I don't have him ranked in my top 20, though. And I don't want to entertain it either because he hasn't shown it in quite a while but I do like Ricky Seals Jones because he's getting peppered with targets and that's what I like to see I like to see that opportunity Terry McLaurin has been dealing with injuries Diami Brown just came back Curtis Samuel's not going to be there Antonio Gibson is a little bit dinged up right now so I think there's going to be a lot of targets and opportunity for Ricky Seals Jones let's go into this Miami and Atlanta game now Miami's home here but remember they traveled to London and played in England last week, and now they're not by. They come right back and they have to play another game. I think there could be some time and travel issues here. The Atlanta Falcons were by last week, so they should be well-rested. This could be a bad spot for the Miami Dolphins. And There's a lot of talk about Tua not being a long-term guy, and the Dolphins are chasing after 
Deshaun Watson, and I'm not 100% certain what's going on with that situation, if it's smoke, if it's fire, but what I do know is I like Matt Ryan this week. Top 10 quarterback for me coming out of the bye week. He's not necessarily pressing the ball vertically right now. Miami has been horrendous against running back, so I like Cordero Patterson a lot this week, and I also even like Mike Davis. Matt Ryan's top 10. Like I said, he's 9. Cordero Patterson's my 6th ranked running back right now. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it, but hey, he's balling. Mike Davis is in my top 20. He's at 18. And I think the Atlanta Falcons could come out here and, and, and put a solid beatdown on this team. Even though they're two and a half point favorites right now, the over-under is 48 points, so we may see a lot of points. I think there's going to be solid passing from the Miami Dolphins as well. And it doesn't look like a lot of these players that they've been missing will miss this game. They could be back. The Devontae Parkers, the Preston Williams, they're both questionable. They're up in the air, but Calvin Ridley is back. You're going to start him. Jalen Waddle, I think you could start. I have Jalen Waddle right now ranked in my top 20 he's at 19 he had the two touchdowns I think he has three touchdowns in two games with Tua Tagovailoa that you love using him near the goal line and they don't really press him vertically as much at least they haven't this last week was a little bit better than the prior weeks with Jacoby Brissett so we'll see if that role continues to expand for Jalen Waddle and would like him a little bit better if there is no Devontae Parker or Preston Williams because there's going to be more of a target share for him and Mike Kosicki to kind of split up because there's no one else really to throw the football to but if those guys are there I'm still willing to start someone like Jalen Waddle but I may bang him down a peg or two just because I, I like Henry Ruggs as well who I have behind him as of right now moving on though to these Wide receivers for the Atlanta Falcons, other than Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage should play in this game. He was, wasn't was listed on the injury report with the ankle injury he's been dealing with. He's only played in two weeks. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole quite yet, but we know Miami's defense isn't that great at stopping the pass either, especially if Byron Jones and Xavier Howard aren't playing. They practice limited fashion on Thursday, so we'll see if they end up playing. Got to monitor that through Sunday. And then Zacchaeus, I'm not going to entertain either. Let's get to these running backs for Miami, though, man. Miles Gaskin, he's one of the most frustrating fantasy players right now to have on your team because he comes out against Tampa Bay, a terrible matchup, scores over 30 fantasy points, and then he follows it up, a great matchup against Jacksonville in England, and does nothing. And it wasn't because the coaching staff neglected to use him like they have previously this season. It's because he just wasn't good. I mean, he had six targets, caught two of them for five yards, lost a fumble, had five rushing attempts for only nine yards. He just was terrible, and he literally murders fantasy teams when you start him. I have him ranked because of all the bye weeks right now. I have Miles... Gaskin as a top 25 back. I have him at 24, but he's around the Alex Collins if he's active. I like Khalil Herbert better. I like Devontae Booker, James Conner, J.D. McKissick, Mike Davis, all better than Miles Gaskin. And honestly, if there is no Latavius Murray, which is looking like he might, I might even put guys like Devonta Freeman over him. And Ramondre Stevenson is in the mix, A.J. Dillon. So it's not a great situation. You can get boom, you can get bust, and we always know Malcolm Brown's going to come into this game. And so is Salvin Ahmed to steal some carries. So I, I don't necessarily love it, but you can run the football against Atlanta. At least teams have ran the football against Atlanta at a solid rate. They give up 26 fantasy points uh, game to opposing running backs. It's just can Miles and Gaskin get it done after such a poor performance? And are you going to trust him after such a poor performance? He's just been a big, big tease this entire year. I, I, if you're in a pinch, you got to put him in your flex. I'm starting him in a couple of these. Do not love it. Do not feel comfortable with it. But I understand that during this bye time, with just so many bye weeks, you may have to be forced to play someone like Miles Gaskin. These tight ends, you're starting both Kyle Pitts and Mike Kosicki. And defenses, I think you can start the Falcons in, in, in a pinch. 
but I don't really want to, to be honest. I mean, Tua is not Jacoby Brissett, even though he threw an interception against Jacksonville. But I think the time could affect the Dolphins a little bit. But I think there are probably better defenses that you found on the waiver wire other than that. All right, before we get into the rest of the games here, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors from SB Nation. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Baltimore Ravens host the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a interdivision AFC North type of battle here. 46-point over-under with the Ravens favored by 6.5 points. And the Bengals aren't the Bengals of old. The Bengals are a solid football team right now. They're winning football games with Joe Burrow, with Joe Mixon, and with the approach that they're employing. And I don't love them from a fantasy perspective in this game, if I'm going to be honest, just because we saw what Baltimore did against Justin Herbert last week, and we know what this defense is capable of doing and how Wink Martindale employs his exotic blitz packages in a very prompt and timely manner to just absolutely disrupt the passing attack of opposing quarterbacks. With that said, you can start Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has played well this season, and he has lived up to the expectations despite the fact that his opportunity hasn't always been there. He had 23 fantasy points last week, 20 the week before, 25 the week before that. So he has been somewhat consistent this season, and I have Joe Burrow right now ranked in my top 15. He is at 15 in a tough spot against this Baltimore Ravens defense that is still really good despite the fact that they have lost some key players. Lamar Jackson, you're going to play. Joe Mixon, you're going to play. I don't have him as a running back. No, I do have him as a running back one. He's at 12. So the last running back one spot is where Joe Mixon is. He's going to see a lot of carries. However, I look at the presences of Chris Evans, who's questionable for this game with a hamstring. He was limited on Thursday. He might play. He's stealing some of Joe Mixon's fanfare. And then you get Samaje P. Ryan back, who missed last game because he was on COVID, out with COVID protocols. I think they're going to eat into his workload a little bit, but if you have him, you're going to end up starting. Latavius Murray is questionable for this game. You have a sideline of practice on Friday. That is not a great sign. So it looks like Devonta Freeman is going to step up and play. And I think he's somebody you could start. It doesn't sound great, but he had two targets last week, got in the end zone, had nine attempts for 53 yards, and that was with Latavius Murray. And I think he has a little bit more to offer than someone like Le'Veon Bell, also had eight attempts last week. And Le'Veon Bell's going to be used, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I think Tyson Williams is going to be active for this game, unlike last week and unlike week four. But do you go down there? Ah, See, I'm not fully comfortable with someone like Tyson Williams. I think if I have to start one of these Baltimore running backs, it's Devonta Freeman, and I, I do not love that at all, but that's the current state of that backfield, and they're still getting it done, and they're still finding production, so that's a huge credit to them, even though Ronnie Stanley, who's only played in one game this year, is out for the season now for their star left tackle who dealt with injuries last year. And as for these wide receivers, Marquise Brown, you're starting them. Jamar Chase, you're starting 
T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Rashad Bateman. Those are three guys who I uh, don't want to start necessarily, but I may have to. Now, Sammy Watkins looks like he's going to be out for this game. He did not participate in the portion of practice that was open to the media with the thigh issue that he's dealing with, which should lead to more opportunity for Rashad Bateman, who played slightly more than 60% of the snaps last week, had six targets. Lamar Jackson's throwing the football well this year. He's not just a a running quarterback like a lot of people try to portray him as. He's throwing the football a lot better outside the numbers, pushing it vertically. He's doing what he has to do. He's finding, you know, star tight end Mark Andrews, who I love in this game. He's doing a good job. CJ Uzama is also, I think, a startable fantasy asset, not to just quickly pivot to the tight end position, but I have CJ Uzama in my top 20 right now. He is at 17, so he's around the Jonu Smith range. But back to those wide receivers. I think you you can, if you have to, you start T. Higgins. It hasn't been as pretty as as many imagined coming into the year. You're really just hoping he kind of gets into the end zone. Tyler Boyd didn't really do anything last week. He had three targets, only had seven yards, and he may see a little bit of Marlon Humphrey. I'm not sure if they're going to shadow Jamar Chase with Marlon Humphrey because I know Humphrey used to play the slot a lot more, but now since the injuries have happened to guys like Marcus Peters. I'm not 100% certain on where he's lining up, but I don't really want to start these guys, but I think I'm going to be forced to. And now that I am checking my rankings, I do not have Tyler Boyd ranked. I have T Higgins as my 26, so just outside of wide receiver two. I think you have to roll with him in that situation. And Rashad Bateman, I have at 31. So that's kind of where I stand on on these three wide receivers. Not necessarily something I want to entertain, but I may have to entertain given the state of the slate. And I already went over the tight ends, defenses. Look, Bengals defense has been good against the run other than that Jacksonville game. But this is a tough spot against the Bengals, or against the Ravens, not going to entertain it. Ravens defense, I will entertain. I will. Detroit and the Rams. So this game is that 51 point over under where the Rams are favored by 16. And we all know why, because the Rams are a really good football team. <laughs> That's why. Matt Stafford, you're starting. And I want to start all of these big-time Rams. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods himself, Daryl Henderson. I'm going to start all those guys. Tyler Higby, I'm going to start. TJ Hawkinson, I'm going to start on the Lions side. He at least got back to seeing double-digit targets at 11 targets last week, despite the fact that he had three the week before. But he's probably the only lion, other than DeAndre Swift, that I'm really comfortable. Jamal Williams didn't do anything last week. DeAndre Swift's a smash start. Definitely TJ Hawkinson, like I said. But I don't really want to start Jamal Williams. But there are leagues where it's in consideration. And that's not great. We saw his snap share decline last week. And it's more of a DeAndre Swift-led show at this point. We saw Sony Michelle play a lot last week against the Giants. He had nine carries. And this game script sets up similarly, but he's a little bit injured right now. He's going to play, it looks like. But I don't know if I want to entertain that in those deeper type of formats. Maybe you have to, though. Matt Stafford, I have ranked very high in my quarterback rankings. Jared Goff, not as much. Matt Stafford is my quarterback three this week in that revenge game. Jared Goff, quarterback 21 in a tough spot, and he just hasn't been playing good football. So basically start your Rams here. Like, I even think guys like Van Jefferson are, are in consideration in deeper, deeper leagues. Just just deeper leagues, though, because he could catch a deep touchdown that Sean McVay may scheme up to show off the the amazing power that Matt Stafford has behind his shoulder. Now, wait, throws a football to Sean Jackson. Not used enough, but he could easily break a big play as well. And I look at the Lions wide receivers, man. Khalif Raymond, 
PPR leagues and Amon Ross, St. Brown in really deep leagues. I mean, I don't want to do it. I don't have them ranked, but there could have some opportunity and catch up garbage time type of football, but I'd rather not go down there. Philly and the Raiders. The Philadelphia Eagles travel to Las Vegas. They are dogs by two and a half points, 48 point over under. So that's a solid line right there from Vegas and the quarterbacks. I like them both here, Jalen Hurts and Derek Carr. Hurts I have in my top 10. He is my seventh ranked quarterback. Derek Carr is 12. So they're both quarterback ones, in my opinion, in the game that could have some nice fantasy production. Jalen Hurts, man, he's a great fantasy quarterback. Maybe not a great quarterback in real life right now, but he really gets it done on the stat sheet with his legs. And we've seen a couple fourth quarter comebacks where they fell short, but they were interesting enough. Miles Sanders, I think they're going to commit to the run a little bit more. It seems like Nick Sirianni's getting a message. And last week, he, he didn't get in the end zone, but he had some solid plays down the stretch in the fourth quarter that led to a scoring touchdown for Jalen Hurts. I think Miles Sanders could be in for a low-key, sneaky, sneaky type of good game here. And I, I don't feel great saying that. I really don't. But he's 5,100 on DraftKings, so I think it's somebody to to entertain as a, as a uh, contrarian type of play. And I actually have him as a running back two this week. He is my 15th ranked running back. I think they're going to commit to the run, and he's been playing more snaps than Kenneth Gainwell, even though he always has, but Kenneth Gainwell was eating into his role, and that's kind of declined the last two weeks. So I expect that to continue to decline. I think the coaching staff is realizing Miles Sanders is a better running back right now than Kenneth Gainwell, and we're going to see him utilized in a, in a better manner, a more productive manner, because he hasn't necessarily been utilized that way. The Las Vegas Raiders surrender 25 fantasy points a game to the running back position. So I kind of like Sanders. I don't feel great about it, but I kind of do like him. Josh Jacobs are going to start. Vegas could win this football game. And when Vegas wins, Josh Jacobs does well. That's just kind of the way it is. And he's been productive despite the fact that he is entirely inefficient. The guy has an average four yards a carry yet this season. And I don't think he's had a run over 15 yards this season. He's had a catch of 29 yards, but I don't think he's had a run over 15 yards this entire season, but he can fall in the end zone. They love using him on the goal line. Kenyon Drake's eating into his workload a little bit, but I do like Josh Jacobs. I think you have to start him in a week such as week seven. I have him ranked right now in my top 13. He is the 13th running back on my board. To Kenyon Drake, I also think you can start. I have him down a little bit more. He's a running back three at running back 28 this week. And Kenneth Gainwell, I have him, I think, at like running back 25, possibly, if you're really, really stuck. But again, as I said earlier, I I don't want to do that. There's just not a lot of great options down there. Last week, he didn't really do anything at all. The week prior, he didn't really do anything at all. So just take that and I would probably not advise people to to go in that direction. But the running backs this week are just not great whatsoever. Wide receivers, Henry Ruggs. I really like Henry Ruggs this week. Philly, when they've played against Tyree Kill, got torched for three touchdowns and it's just an insane amount of yards. So these deep threats, they they can really affect this Philadelphia secondary, especially when Darius Slay is in shadowing. And Darius Slay may be on Darren Waller. There have been quotes that suggest that he... Darren Waller is a wide receiver, and Darius Slay has even said as much, and they could see some Slay on Darren Waller, and I think Darren Waller can win that matchup, but that means that Henry Ruggs isn't dealing with Darius Slay, and he's dealing with those backup and those secondary 
secondary pieces. Haha, <laughs> see what I did there. Henry Ruggs, though, I have him as my wide receiver 20 right now. I might even move him up a little bit. I'd feel comfortable starting him. Devonta Smith is somebody to start, and I know it hasn't been pretty or consistent. Last week, he only had two catches for 31 yards, but the prior previous two weeks, he was pretty solid, and I expect that to happen against this secondary that's not all that great. And I also think, and this, this isn't something I advise, but if you're stuck, I think Quez Watkins is somebody to pay attention to, especially if you face like Dearness Johnson on Thursday Night Football and you're down a lot and you're looking to hit big because Quez Watkins is a big playmaker and we've seen it happen several times this season. We saw it against San Francisco where he had two catches for 117 yards. We saw it against Dallas where he had two catches for 46 yards with a long 41-yard bomb. He had a 53-yard catch against Carolina. So he comes up with these big plays and if he falls into the end zone after these big plays, then you're looking golden right now. And I'm not advising you to go out and start unless you're really, really in a pinch because we may see the Philadelphia Eagles being 11 personnel a little bit more because there is no more Zach Ertz and it's Dallas Goddard's show right now. So if they're in 11 personnel more, you're going to see Quez Watkins out there. We've already seen Quez Watkins out there in 12 personnel sometimes instead of Jalen Rager. So I'm not advising people to start him, but I'm saying if you are desperate and you need a starter off the waiver wire, Quez Watkins is somebody to entertain. I do not have him ranked, though, but he is somebody to entertain. Hunter Renfro, also somebody to entertain just because you know he's going to get his three to five catches for 40 yards. So 40 or 50 yards, you hope he gets in the end zone. It's not great, but in full-point PPR leagues, it's solid. Brian Edwards last week, I don't have him ranked, but he at least had four targets, had 67 yards, caught two of them. I want to see him used a bit more, and I think if Darius Slay is on Darren Waller, that's going to open up more opportunity for Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards to feast on the other secondary pieces for the Philadelphia Eagles, or on the Philadelphia Eagles, I should say. Not advising to start them. I don't have them ranked, but it's something that I think can be entertained as well. Tight ends, you're starting Waller, you're starting Goddard, and these defenses, I don't love them. I think you can go with the Raiders because Jalen Hurts can fumble the football, he can throw interceptions. But I, there are probably better defenses out there. Houston and Arizona, speaking of better defenses, the Arizona Cardinals defense is pretty good in this matchup at home, and they've been really, really solid of late, and Houston is just a mess unless they're playing Bill Belichick somehow. So I'm not starting any Texan outside of Brandon Cooks, who I really like this week. I have him as a top 15 wide receiver. I think he's going to get peppered with targets, and Arizona gives some fantasy points away to the wide receiver position. They rank near the bottom of the league. They allow 40 fantasy points a game to the wide receiver position, and we know Davis Milk loves to target himself some Brandon Cooks. So I like Brandon Cooks, but other than that, I'm not entertaining any other Houston Texan. Kyler Murray, though, love him, obviously. Running backs, I think you can start both James Conner and Chase Edmonds, and Conner is going to get all that goal line work there should be a lot of that goal line work chase edmonds is dealing with an injury i can see if you have chase edmonds i think you're starting him you hope he catches a couple passes and does what chase edmonds does but he's dealing with that shoulder injury man and he's been practicing limited i could see him not having a big role in this game so just please keep that in mind i have him in leagues i'm going to start him in leagues but i think this could be a bigger james connor type of game deandre hopkins you're going to start brandon cooks like i said you're going to start and i think you could start aj green as well i really do aj green he's just consistent right now other than that san francisco game in week five he's just been consistent he catches long passes and they're looking for him vertically and he He's a target in the red zone that Kyler Murray relies on. I think Rondell Moore could have a good game, but I'm not really confident in starting him either. He just hoped that he breaks out a big play against a defense that's not all that great. That's kind of what you really hope. It's same with Christian Kirk, so I'm probably not going to start Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk, but I have them both ranked in my top 35, but I don't want to start him. And that's just the current state of what's going on right now with all these bye weeks. 
Browns. But AJ Green is definitely somebody that I that I would go down that rabbit hole. I think AJ Green. I have him as my wide receiver twenty two, whereas Rondell Moore's at thirty four, Christian Kirk's at thirty two. So let's take that for what it's worth. And as for the rest of the skilled players here, I'm not entertaining the Texans other than Brendan Cooks. Zach Ertz, I think he can start. I really do. Zach Ertz, this will be his first game with the Cardinals. He was traded right after Thursday Night Football last week where he played, so he got a little bit of an extended week to learn this offense. I think there's going to be some design plays near the red zone because the Houston Texans give up the most fantasy points to the tight end position by far, and I think they want to get Zach Ertz ingratiated into this offense, get him a touchdown early. Hopefully he catches it like he did on Thursday Night Football for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see, though, but I don't love him because I don't know if he's going to play a full complement of snaps. But I do like him, and I think you should start him. And I have Zach Ertz right now ranked in my top 12. So he's a tight end one for me, low-end tight end one, just behind Cole Komet and ahead of Mo Alley-Cox. But you hope he just gets in the end zone if he gets that opportunity. Moving on to Tampa Bay and Chicago. Look here. I'd start Justin Fields. Don't love it, but... I have him ranked in the top 15. I mean, Justin Fields right now, I have at 14, just ahead of Joe Burrow, to be honest. I think they're going to throw the football a lot. And we know that that Todd Bowles runs a lot of man coverage. I think there could be a lot of opportunity for scrambling. And Justin Fields can pick up, you know, 50 yards on the ground. It's an extra five points. If he throws a touchdown or two, maybe even rushes in a touchdown, then you're looking at a solid fantasy game in a, in a game where there's probably going to be a lot of catch-up going on. And I know that Bucks struggled last year up at Soldier Field against the Bears, which I think is interesting, but it's a totally different circumstance. They're much more stable now, but they're not going to have Antonio Brown, which makes me love Mike Evans and Chris Godwin even more. So you're going to be starting those guys. Anyway, you're obviously starting Tom Brady. You're going to start Leonard Fournette. He's a top 10 running back. I mean, Leonard Fournette just keeps getting the workload. He's had 22 attempts last week. You're going to go down that route. He's getting all the... The, the catches, except for on third down when Giovanni Bernard is kind of that third down back. And Ronald Jones is a non-factor. And Damian Williams is still on the COVID list right now. He has to clear the protocol on Saturday at the earliest. So it hasn't happened yet. I'm recording this Friday afternoon on the Pacific time. So we'll see if that happens. And if he's not there, I think you can start Khalil Herbert. And I know this isn't a great matchup on paper. Tampa Bay is one of the better run defenses, but... He may be utilized in the passing attack. And I looked at Herbert's snap share last year, last week, and it was really high against the Green Bay Packers. I know this is a different matchup, but Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert last week, a rookie, solid player. He played over 90% of the snaps. He had the 19 carries. He got all the red zone work. He ran 20 routes. So I think without Damian Williams there, you can start Khalil Herbert. If Damian Williams is there, I'm not starting Khalil Herbert, and I will entertain Damian Williams. So it just depends on that. You have to monitor that situation right now. I'm not super high on Herbert, but I do have him as a low-end running back two on this week at running back 22, and that is without Damian Williams. Wide receiver-wise, Mike Evans, start Chris Godwin, start Allen Robinson. Think you can start him. Don't love it, but hey, he at least had seven targets last week. Hasn't cracked 100 yards yet this season. Does have the one touchdown. Tampa Bay is just decimated on the back end. They do not have a lot of healthy bodies back there to cover. And you have guys like Richard Sherman that you were relying on now injured. So I have Allen Robinson in my top 20. He is at 18. Darnell Mooney, I think you can also entertain. He is my wide receiver 28. Don't love him, but I do like him. Think you can start him in this matchup. But I'm not going with any of these other receivers receiving options on either team. Chris Goblin, Mike Evans, obviously you're starting. Rob Gronkowski is out for this game. OJ Howard is questionable. Seems like he's going to play because he was questionable. And he uh, had a DMP, a limited practice, and then a full practice on the injury report, which suggests that he will play. He had seven targets, 49 yards, touchdown against Philadelphia. 
but this could be Cam Brake coming out and doing it. So it makes me just go, I'm not really 100% certain that I want to entertain O.J. Howard, but I have him ranked. I have him ranked solidly. I have O.J. Howard right now in my top 20 at the tight end position, but it could be Cam Brake. Always recognize that. I like Cole Komet better, to be honest, because there is no Jimmy Graham. He's out with COVID-19. We saw Cole Komet run a solid amount of routes last week against Green Bay. And we've seen the coaching staff try to get him a bunch of different rushes that gave him a handoff as well, which was which was unique. He had five targets, called four of them for 49 yards. I expect a lot of passing. I expect Komet to also kind of help chip, release those kind of plays. I think it could lead to a solid, productive day in PPR leagues. Moving on, though, and I love Tampa Bay's defense. Moving on to Indianapolis and San Francisco. Trey Lance is questionable. Jimmy Garoppolo is questionable. Trey Lance is not going to be there. Jimmy Garoppolo should play with the calf. I kind of said earlier my, my piece on Jimmy Garoppolo. I can understand people entertaining him, and I have him ranked solidly. And I think if he stays healthy, he could have a good game because Indianapolis is just bad against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. But I say that, and then I recognize that Garoppolo has been a little bit injury prone. He's coming off a calf injury, and those things tend to linger. So, that's kind of where I'm at with Garoppolo, but you may have to start him in these super flex leagues, and I totally understand that. Carson Wentz, I don't love Carson Wentz against San Francisco at San Francisco, but San Francisco hasn't been that defense that has been really, really dangerous this year against the quarterback position. They surrender 21.2 fantasy points per game against that position, in which is near the bottom of the league. So I think it's something to kind of look at, but these road teams, man, I'm not 100% certain on how Carson Wentz, he's looked good. It's not always consistent. He looks a little bit healthier, and I think he's a startable asset. Don't love it. I have him at, in my top 20, though, ahead of guys like Mac Jones, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Zach Wilson, Davies Mills. But I do have guys like Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones and Justin Fields and Jimmy Garoppolo, if he stays healthy, over someone like Carson Wentz. But I'm debating on putting Wentz over Garoppolo right now, just kind of rehashing it in my head, which I love to do this. I talk about my rankings on the podcast, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I analyze that on my first or second take the same way. Now that I'm rethinking it, Maybe I should go back. But again, if you're in that position, it's only super flex. You probably don't want to entertain him as much in single quarterback leagues unless you're stuck, which some people are. Jonathan Taylor, love him. Elijah Mitchell, I love him as well. And look, he's been dinged up. Now he had the bye week, played against Arizona. He was solid, I guess. But it's obvious that this this team, the, the 49ers, don't, don't, they don't love Trey Sermon right now. The guy was active last week and he had one carry. This is going to be Elijah Mitchell unless Jermichael Hasty comes back, which he can come back off the IR this week. And he steals a role, which it's possible, but it seems like all the tea leaves suggest that they really like Elijah Mitchell. So I have Elijah Mitchell ranked solidly here, and I'm comfortable with starting him. He is my running back 14 this week, and let's hope that he can score against this Indianapolis Colts defense that was really good against the run last year, and they've been pretty solid against the run this year as well. But this is a home game for the San Francisco 49ers. Let's see what ends up happening. Now, as for Naheem Hines. I'm not going to go down that hole. This, this game script suggests Naheem Hines could have a solid role because San Francisco is good defense, pretty solid team, could be close, could be a lot of passing. Naheem Hines has his one game, two games, week one, week three, where they where he's kind of went off in full-point PPR leagues, and he hasn't done much ever since, so I'm not going to entertain that. As for these wide receivers, though, Debo Samuel, love it. Michael Pittman Jr., probably going to start him. Don't love it as much, but he's running routes on like 90% of plays that that are passing like like and he's he's always out there he's playing so much for this team they're they design plays for him he only had three targets last week though but other than that he had seven eight twelve twelve four a lot of this is going to be contingent 
on the health of T.Y. Hilton, who's questionable for this game. He didn't practice on Thursday, but Coach Frank Reich said, hey, look, he's 50-50, and he doesn't need to practice because he's a veteran. So you got to kind of wait and see. There is no Paris Campbell, though, which should open up some more opportunity for Michael Pittman. He's on the IR, which is unfortunate. I believe it's with a foot injury. T.Y. Hilton, though, if he doesn't play, I really like Michael Pittman a lot more. Right now, checking my rankings, I have Michael Pittman ranked as a wide receiver two at 21 just behind Henry Ruggs. That's kind of where I'm at with him. Debo, love him this week, top 10 guy. Brennan Ayuk, Zach Paschal, I don't love it, but I can easily see coming out of the bye, Kyle Shanahan being like, oh, you didn't see this coming. It's a Brennan Ayuk game, but I'm not plugging him into my fantasy lineup. Mo Cox and Ross Dwelly are low-end tight end starters that I don't necessarily love. You just hope Mo Cox scores a touchdown. I have him actually as my 13th, Ross Dwelly as my 16th. So that's kind of where I'm at with those players. Jack Doyle, I also have ranked in my top 20. He's at 20, but I don't love that either because he hasn't really done much at all the last three weeks. He has three targets in said three weeks. But against the San Francisco 49ers, I think we're going to see a little bit of 12 personnel, especially if T.Y. Hilton isn't there, which could lead to some more opportunity off the play action to someone like Jack Doyle. But I don't love it, and I wouldn't advise it. It's just the state of the tight end position is gross. New Orleans and Seattle, the last game here, the over-under of this New Orleans-Seattle game is 42.5, not great, with the Saints favored by 4.5 on the road. Last over-under for the Colts and 49ers game was 42.5, with the 49ers favored by 4. Tampa Bay Bears was 47, with the Buccaneers favored by 13, and then the Cardinals favored by 18. A lot of lot of just disparity here. Cardinals were favored by 18 with an over-under of 47.5, so geez, you got a team favored by 18, you got a team favored by 16, you got a team favored by 13, all home teams, man, that's not great for for these visiting teams that are, just don't seem like good football teams at this point. But moving on, look, Jameis Winston, I think, is a startable asset here coming off the bye week. I, I don't love it. You know they're going to try to establish the run here because Seattle has been really, really bad against opposing rushing attacks. And you have Alvin Kamara, who's one of the better starts, having that to get running back three this week. But I have Jameis in my top 15, which isn't something I thought I would ever say. I like the fact that he's on Monday night, but he's been efficient against bad defenses other than the Giants, of course. But he's been efficient against pretty bad defenses, and the Seattle Seahawks haven't been a great defense covering some of these wide receivers. I don't necessarily love a lot of the receiving options, but I expect coming out of the bye that the New Orleans Saints can get Alvin Kamara a little bit more involved. We saw it against Washington. He had five catches, eight targets, 51 yards, and a touchdown. And I think we're going to see a little bit more involvement with Alvin Kamara in the passing game, something we haven't seen all that much this season considering who he is. And that's going to benefit Jameis Winston. So that's why I have him in my top 15. Geno Smith, I, I don't want to start him against his defense. I love the Saints defense in this game. DK Metcalf, I think you can start. He's a low-end wide receiver too, which stinks. I mean, he had a productive, I guess, day against Pittsburgh. Not overly. He had 11 catches on seven targets, six receptions for 58 yards and 14 long. It's kind of going to be what he is. Tyler Lockett, you hope he busts a huge play. He... Only caught two of his seven targets last week with Geno Smith at Pittsburgh. This matchup isn't great either with, with the New Orleans Saints, but he's one catch and one big play away from you know helping your fantasy team out. Well, I don't love really either option, but DK Metcalf right now, I have him ranked as a wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver two, and Tyler Lockett is a high-end wide receiver three, more of a flex 
kind of guy, depending on your league construction. Marco S. Callaway, I have him ranked in my top 35. Don't love it, but we did see an uptick in targets against Washington at eight targets, 85 yards, the two touchdowns. And he his touchdowns haven't been, I guess, um, they've been a little bit, uh, I guess I want to say fluky. Some of them were like him wrestling the ball away from people and necessarily not him getting open and just absolutely dominating him catching Hail Marys. It's more of stuff like that. But I think that can change against Seattle, a defense that isn't great against wide receivers either, defense that has been struggling, and they are coming out of the bye week. I, I don't love it, but I think you can start him if you must. And any of these tight ends, I really don't want to entertain. I don't have any of them ranked. One of them can catch a touchdown. That's great for them. Could be Juwan Johnson, who seems to be a touchdown kind of guy, but somebody who hasn't had consistent usage either. So I don't love it. And then I love the Saints defense. And that's about it. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to Philados Fantasy Corner. I hope this helped you. I hope you guys get some wins through this bipocalypse by NATO. Give it the nickname you want. This is Nick Filato signing off. Please check out Big Blue View for all the Giants content you guys love, fantasy football content, NFL content, all that jazz. Everyone take care. Best of luck this week.